Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Weezy Things, episode 9. My name is Sunshine Boy. My name is How's it going? This is sponsored by Noble Chairs. That's the only thing you can understand from this intro. Sindarin, how are you doing? <laughs> what kind of garbage intro is that? <laughs> I'm good. I just came home last night, but I got some good rest. Wow! And you can't even tell that I was gone, right? Like I'm just, I'm just emanating energy, you know. Senator, I am so happy for you. You know, there's thank nothing you. that you've ever told me that I've been more happy about than that. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, very again. nice. Okay. okay. So, do you like as my always, shirt? friends, I do. You don't guys wear who polos on very audio. often. Guys on audio, I'm wearing a polo. We can turn this into like you guys can like imagine what I look like. What kind of blue is that? I don't sky actually. Sky blue. Yeah, I suppose it's called sky blue. What's the special occasion? Uh, it was accessible in my closet. Okay, that sounds about right. All right, so moving on to more important <laughs> things other than Cinderin's uh, attire. Uh, as always, this podcast is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, every random ass podcast app you can think of. Uh, typically, and I'm going to say typically now, the schedule for this podcast is Tuesdays at 2 a.m. PST, 11 a.m. CC. We are changing this starting next week, Cinderin. You've agreed to this, if you remember? Understood. You yes, might have been drunk at the time. Okay. So the new schedule, same day, Tuesdays, but I will be waking up. In the afternoon, or literal noon, in fact, it'll be 12 p.m., a.k.a. noon, PDT, and CEST, it is 21, which I believe is 9 p.m., Cinderin. That is very true. Good job. Great. So that will be the new schedule going forward. Uh, we're just trying to test things out, just see how it goes. Uh, you know, just get a little love from everybody. Every time zone, get some love. And you're going to be uploading it immediately after. As usual. Yeah. So, yeah. So the live audio... one will be 12 hours later, and the upload will be 12 hours later, and that's it. Yeah. Then it is now. Correct. Oh, no. Sorry. By not 12, 10 hours. 10 hours. 10, 10 hours. hours. Yeah. Let's not Very good. Good math, Cinder. All right. Thank Anywho, you. let's get started. You said you got back. Where were you again? Because I didn't get to watch anything you did. I was in Ukraine. I was in Kiev mm. for the miner. Yes, yes. The Starladder well, miner. And Can it was you, a great experience. It was fun. How is the not to, you know, talk about random ass stuff? I'm actually interested. What's the uh -huh. weather like this time of year? Because I've only gone twice, and it was both in the dead of winter, and I really wanted to kill myself. It was horrible. All right, time to the weather. That is. All right. Are you doing uh, conversions? Uh, yep, I am. You know, give I me am. that imperial system, baby. Yeah, fantastic. Is that Imperial? That's uh, not considered the same thing, is it? It's just Fahrenheit, Celsius. Okay, so basically all days over there, it was 86 Fahrenheit, so 30 Celsius every day. What about humidity? Uh, I don't know 86. how humid it was. It was, like, it was like, it was pretty dry. It was dry for the most part. Like, okay. I don't know. I don't know what the humidity percentage Would you would be, consider that high. weather that you enjoy, or is it a little too hot mm, for you? I like if it's a bit colder. Okay. 
just to give you guys an idea for those that don't know, uh, where I am right now, it's 110 degrees. Oh my God. Hang on. Let me translate. But it's but zero. It's, it's dry heat. Zero humidity, Cinderin. Literally yeah. zero. Okay. I think so. Based on my experience, I find 40 Celsius, which is like 105 or whatever, mm -hmm. dry heat more tolerable than 30 Celsius, which is like 85 and high humidity. Right. The humidity is what kills me. It's not the heat itself. So. Is that the hottest? And that's you've why ever been the in? Manila Major was a disaster because oh, it was both. Was, oof. You walk outside, your glasses fog up immediately. It's crazy. Oh yeah, I didn't wear glasses anymore then, but my hands were felt like they needed washing after a moment. It was crazy. What do you mean? They wash but themselves yeah. outside. That's the whole point of humidity. So you don't <laughs> yeah. need to wash your hands anymore. That's not really how it works. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Before we can, I need to know what's the hottest weather you've been. In? Is that the hottest then? That's the most uncomfortable weather I've ever been in. Right, I the think literal it's maybe highest temperature. Hotter, might have been at BTS. Really, uh, California. At one of the Ooh. hubs in Cali. Yeah, because I've never okay. been. Uh, have I been anywhere that is generally hotter than Cali? I don't think so. I've I don't remember exactly me. how hot it was in the in the Philippines. I think it was like 105 when we were there. But I've had, I think I've had 110 plus at BTS once or twice mm. in the summer. TI helps. It's actually more humid in California than it is Arizona too. So it mm. does feel. Uh, it was still very dry though. It must have been like sub five percent humidity when I was there. It was very dry. Okay. So anyway, back to what we were talking about. Uh, Star Ladder. How was yep. it? Yep. Uh, well, it was nice. I met two new people in terms of talent that I've never worked with before. Rich and Tsunami. They were both great. Tsunami is very chill, very zen. Just a nice mm -hmm. guy. Doesn't mean he's like plain. He's not, but he's not like over. He's not like you're very, what's the word for this? Flamboyant? Is that a good word for that? That's not a good word. Okay. Uh, what's a good word for the I same mean, thing? You know what I mean? Uh... He's not as lively. Oh, that almost sounds like he's just dead inside, <laughs> you know. Like, I mean, okay, well, you get the idea. I can't find the right word for it. Uh, okay. He's just he's he's a calm and nice guy. And then Rich is very lively, and the biggest Twitch chat fiend I've ever met on Talon. He more he, so than you. He had this, yeah. He had this terminology that I've never heard before. He said he's farming emotes, which meant. Which meant saying something that would trigger a specific reaction in chat, and then he's farming that emote. Not like he's keeping track of it or anything, but it was <laughs> Wait, funny. does he, while he's paneling, does he look at the chat? Yeah. Just like you. Okay. Well, I don't really do it during panels, actually. Sometimes I check the mm -hmm. chat during casting, but I don't do it during panels. <laughs> That's but worse. Would, I mean, like, so would... much worse. Why? What do you mean? Why? That means you're not listening you just, to your co-caster. Panel, you can. No, I feel like you I mean, can just, you just jerk you off and get away you, with it. You glance over for a second to see if people think you're funny or an idiot, and if they think you're an idiot, then you're like, "I'm doing it right." Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I honestly, I think so. I think the key difference for me is when you're on panel, right? You're on camera most of the time, but lately, at least here in Kiev, we had a lot of uh, we went out of the studio a lot with shots it was a lot from the arena uh mm -hmm. so i guess there was a lot of time but on some panels you know you don't really know exactly how long you're on and when you're on camera because they want to cut back to you and then if you're looking down at your phone it looks kind of dumb right but mm -hmm. if you're casting you're never on camera while the game's going so right. that's like a difference right i see i guess that's why but and the tournament itself 
Yeah, uh, Valve events, it's always Twitch chat. There were a couple of really good games, uh, and it was exciting, and there was at least there was one uh, primary um, one primary upset, which was um, Andragesa getting top four, I think, was a pretty big upset for mm. many people. So the SA team got top four again. Mm-hmm. But overall, across the tournament, I think the level of play was lower than I expected, actually. And that's just being honest. There did were a couple you vocalize of teams that, that really, yeah, I did. during the tournament? Oh, okay. Yeah, there were a couple of teams that really didn't show up, and there were a lot of mistakes. And I don't know if it's because we've been spoiled with ESL Birmingham right before, which kind of had like six or seven of the best eight teams in the world, right? They, that was mm-hmm. stacked, that tournament. Uh, but the level of play in this was just not the same. Tons of unforced errors, uh, bad team communication, weird map movements, all this stuff. Uh, also right. from the teams that are were the best and ended up winning, right? NIP and Alliance was the finals, and NIP won it 3-2. to two. But both of those teams had some really questionable uh, decisions during the tournament that they both should be better than. But, you know, it's a, it's a high-stakes tournament in a sense, right? It's the last one before TI. Uh, if you don't make it out of this, you don't get to the major. NIP had the least pressure on them, I suppose, but Alliance getting top two is actually super important because now they can make TI directly if they get, I think, top eight in Epicenter. That mm. might be enough. Or maybe they need top six. I'm not sure. Very exciting. Yeah. You forgot reviews, Shannon. I know. I'm going to do some reviews. I was going to do it after this. I, I apologize. Okay. Just want to switch do the it first up. Two. You know? okay. I'll do the first two. You do the last two, okay? And we'll go bottom up. I haven't actually read these at all, but yeah, go ahead. Hopefully there's nothing racist. Five stars. Very enjoyable. By Cutie Ghoul. One, two, three, four. Wait, hold on. Am I looking at the wrong list here? What the heck? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the list you sent me. This, sound, this looks right with dates, so I'm going to assume this one's right. Thank uh, you. I'm going to send you the link, okay? Just in case you lost it. Uh, what are you looking uh, where at? Where are you? Where are you? Here you, are. Are you? I sent I'm, you the link. Did you see the link in the thing that we use? Oh, yeah. yeah. You changed Wait, it. Which one are it's you the reading? One. The one I just linked you on Discord. Yeah. I see that's that the right one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. But I'm looking at the bottom one first. Yeah, go ahead. Because, oh, okay. you read the title. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Thank you for this amazing show. Sind and Sons fan not only provide great insights for Dota players, but also create an excellent cultural balance since you two respect each other despite having different backgrounds. He respects me. Uh, as someone who was born in China, parenthesis, I am Chinese, but have been to, in the States since high school, this podcast has one of the best discussions about cultural differences I have seen, the one about food, uh, different food cultures, for example. You guys showcase genuine curiosity without stepping over boundaries. Hope to see more of those in the future. Man, that wow. was so wholesome. That was great. And so nice. Like, is it wrong that after and reading so that, I feel like, like, am I this jaded that I feel like that might be sarcastic? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's not. I'm just kidding, but uh, <clears throat> thank you for the, yeah, the terrific nice. review. Thank you, you Cutie Ghoul. One, two, three, four great name and the ghoul is obviously spelled by the unit from warcraft 3 so i don't know what a cutie ghoul would look like and i actually don't want to know um next one just downloaded apple podcasts mm. to leave this review five stars it's like you shannon just that they left the review and that they apparently also hate it so perfect um <laughs> by rj2307 i guess all the other rjs were taken that's fine uh great content and awesome delivery perfect for those Long, hour-long commutes in traffic and then some sort of emote that doesn't translate into the JPG. It's so, just a square. Or, or a, a square. Thank you. So for it's like square, square, square performance. All right, thank next you, one. Yes, thank you. Amazing podcast. Five stars from Bazinga. 
Relatable it says awesome content. podcast. You have to read it right. I did say awesome podcast. You said amazing. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I? You know, it's yeah. been a real long day here for me, Cinder. You know, it is okay. 2.30 in the morning after all, okay? okay. Relatable yep. content. This is where I get all of my Dota news or anything about circumcision. And I'm trying... He spelled circumcision horribly wrong, but that's okay. We don't really like to talk that's, about that in the States, so it's That's correct. That's the correct spelling, isn't it? Circumcision... Okay, maybe it is right. I like all the random topics. Dude, you, you guys just made me Google circumcision right now. A plus. Right, I didn't Enjoy check the fine. Google search. Uh, if you ha- do, you have a Google Home or anything like that. They might actually uh, send you ads for uh, circumcision now, in case oh, you need fantastic. another one. Yeah, okay. lovely. Thank you for that review, Bazinga. And the last one of the week is from Wild Target Thirteen, whose title is Wild Target Thirteen. Five stars. <laughs> Been following Dota and watching your content for a long time. Love Dota Cinema and love Cinder and casting, analyzing everything else. My friends always talk about fails of the week, A to Z, and events. Podcast is good. Just good, though. There are a few Dota podcasts out there, and this is the best one so far. Thank you. Just good, though. (laughs) Thank you. I made that part up, by the way. He didn't say that. Just good. (laughs) Five stars. Good. Imagine that. Like, you go, you're like, oh, man, I want to go to a really good restaurant. I wonder what I can find in this area. You go and you find this place that has amazing ratings with like an average of 4.9 stars or whatever, mm-hmm. and all the reviews are just five stars, good. <laughs> good. Not <laughs> bad. Are you going to trust that or what? I would every oh. time. Uh, so yeah. Uh, all right. There, I think we have not as many comments. Are those the select but, ones for today? Yes. There's fifty, about 50 reviews right now, and I can look at the stats for every episode. There's a lot more people than that that listen on... Unfortunately, Apple Podcasts. If you're one of those unfortunate people, please leave us a review. All right, next topic. Matumba Man. Matumba Man gets kicked. Mm-hmm. Cinderin. I'm going to yeah. read the quote from the official Team Liquid Twitter. Yes. We would like to announce that. How do you say his first name? Lasse. Lasse. Matumba Man. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Ur- his last name. Urpalainen. Urpalainen has moved out of our Dota 2 starting roster. This was a mutual decision and one that we believe is in the best interest of all parties. Matu is open to new opportunities as we explore the ideal next step for him in his career. With only 10 days until the major, we have had to make this announcement with some urgency to give all parties enough time to find suitable arrangements. We're preparing a more fitting tribute to Matu's time on Team Liquid, one that will properly commemorate all that we've accomplished as a team. Matu has been an indelible part of Team Liquid's history, great word, and our Dota team's DNA over the past three years, providing highlights and gifs aplenty. If you say gifs, you're incorrect. Both his personality and his play have been important factors during our most memorable wins, but more than that, he has been a steadying force in turbulent times, like a sea captain riding his ship. Who wrote this? It's amazing. As the wolf, the bear, and the spider, Matu cemented his place as one of the game's best with Team Liquid. And we will always be proud of our time together as one of the greatest teams to ever play Dota 2. With Matu's move to our bench... Wait, 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 wait. Before we move on, I just want to make sure that you understand these references so you appreciate how well-written this is, and not that it's just a metaphor. So, do you get it? You mean the Kunkka, the Lone Druid, the Lycan... so the, the wolf is lichen, brood. the bear is lone druid, and the spider is brood. And the thing about a sea captain riding his ship is his player profile from TI-8, I think it was, where he's out sailing because he loves sailing. Oh, okay. I think. Okay, right? I guess that I didn't was know him. that one. Wasn't I figured it was Kunkka, so. but he, I can't remember sailing. playing Kunkka. Okay. So. 
Uh, before you rudely interrupted, there's a couple more sentences left. Sorry, with sir. With Matu's move to Sorry. our bench, we will be attending the Epicenter Major with a new player who will be announced closer to the event. Karaoke, Miracle, Mind Control, and GH, and our coach, RMN, are all training hard for the Major in Moscow. And as always, we intend to be the best. We tend, damn it, we tend, we intend to be in the best possible position to win the event. Expect more details regarding a new player in the coming days. Sindarin, yeah. your thoughts? I'm I'm anticipating that. Your thoughts? Oh, th- thoughts on what? Like, Are you the new the player, was, Cinderin? That that I cannot tell. Uh, you can't no, tell. I'm not. Mm. I'm not. So, basically, well, we can start from the beginning, right? If you want to talk the roster first, what they were, what was speculated a little bit as a possibility was with Matu being uh, removed from the roster that they could put Kuroki back on carry and get another support, but. Uh, mm-hmm. That seems very unlikely given the team's history and given how they've been successful and Kuroki's general role on this team. Uh, I also think if he were to play carry, he would need quite a bit of time to transfer. And that Who would be maybe Who not even say? in time for a TI. Kuro. Oh, Kuro changing role. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Kuro could have played carry. That was, some people were speculating that, but it is not going to happen. Uh, I think he's definitely staying in his role. And it's mm-hmm. the dynamic of the team that works that way. So, um, basically what I read from this is... I mean, it, 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 it's, it says that it's mutual. I think perhaps the mutual part of it, I don't think Matu wants to leave a team that's going to TI, okay? Like, that's, that sounds unbelievable, that you've qualified for TI, you're guaranteed there, you've played this event two times before with this whole team, and you're this close and you get removed, and there's not even a guarantee you get to TI at this point. I, I don't know how bad the internal issues would have to be before you would consider that a mutual decision, before you would be happy with that. Uh... What could be the mutual decision is that they were they were talking internally in the team. Like, things weren't working, right? Basically. They weren't getting the results they wanted. Uh, they were starting to have hero pool limitations and issues with, uh, with being unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the possible thing here with... <laughs> I mean, there, I, I, don't, I don't know how to read this. If it says it's a mutual decision, it's implied that it's between him and the team, right? Uh... But alternatively, an alternative interpretation, which I might be going out on a limb here, but this could be a mutual decision between the org and the team and the players, right? The other players. Yes. Uh, That the org is willing to do whatever the team thinks it's best for them. And the team thinks the best move now is to get a new player because they want to be in better shape for TI. And uh, a lot of Matomba Men's heroes have been nerfed. The way he plays isn't as good anymore. And Liquid want uh, to spice things up a bit because when you play together with the same roster for like two years uh it sometimes getting fresh input and getting that new spark can make a really big difference um Mm. so from that perspective it's understandable i personally think this should be impossible um that's my opinion i don't think if you've qualified for ti i don't think you should be able to get kicked from your team i think this like it's a super competitive industry ever competitive team I, I don't. I don't think you should be able to be kicked when you. What if you come TI out as a roster. blatant racist? You do something. You become like a sexual deviant, like to the extremes. Okay, I mean, you can always, you can always make, you know, these like extreme cases that I don't think will ever happen. I guess, yeah. There's like some force majeure, right? If there's something that's too absurd, mm-hmm. and yeah, then of course. But just from the perspective of playing and not making like any, let's say whatever you want to call it committing crimes or making serious pr mistakes or whatever then i think um so what's the minimum time then for something like this in your mind if you could if you could create the rules uh 
if I could create the rules of like how long warning you need before you, you could like how close to TI you could kick a player or what, what do you mean? Yeah. It's it's a bit difficult, right? Because in a way you could say that that's what I just said, right? You could make the rules, well, any player that has qualified for TI is locked in with his team. But mm -hmm. what if you qualify for TI mathematically after two events? Let's say you win the first two majors, and then your team just sucks for half a year. And the team itself feels like, okay, we need to do something about it. Is, is it fair to lock the players in that way? And I can definitely see that perspective being, uh, being difficult to work around. So I actually take it back. I don't think just making it flat out, you qualify for TI, you're in as the, as the, uh, as the rule. But at the same time, this also feels super tight on time, right? Because we have to remember... Not only is Epicenter coming up really soon, but the qualifier dates were announced, and they start on the 3rd of July. He has two weeks before the Opens begin, from now. Yeah. Um, which would mean, at the time of this announcement, he had three weeks, I think. Which is, you know, it's really tight. It just so sucks. Here, here's you know? what I think. This is 100% speculation, but knowing... Okay. Like, Team Liquid is one of, like, maybe three, maybe four orgs that are, like, super legit. Especially Team uh -huh. Liquid is probably number one in terms of, like, they have investors from traditional sports. Like, it's a lot. There's a lot of money behind that work. Mm -hmm. I feel like they go about things a little bit differently. I would assume. I would hope. So it's my guess here, my estimation that, well, first and foremost, 100%, there's no way this is mutual, right? Mm -hmm. uh, meaning there's no way he would want to leave the team this close to uh, the qualifiers. But... I can almost say with, I won't say with certainty, it, I feel very strongly that he is definitely getting a huge buyout because he's under contract, right? Mm -hmm. So he's getting a buyout of some sort. So he's still making probably, I wouldn't even be surprised if he gets a percentage of TI still, yeah, which I think I he's probably too, deserving. Do that. Yeah. So he probably gets some sort of percentage of TI regardless. Obviously, it's worse than going there as a player, mm -hmm. but... Um, I, I, mean, I can it. understand both sides' perspectives, right? So it's it's a weird yeah. kind of situation to be in. Yeah. We don't know the full story either. We don't know what I think, I mean, basically, this. you're liquid, right? You have these world-class players that have won a lot of trophies and uh, have won a TI before, and everybody wants to have that legacy of winning the second one, right? Um, mm -hmm. And if they, don't, if they don't hand on heart think that they can prepare for TI, do their best, and have a good chance of winning they will want to change something. I think last year they thought they had a good chance of winning. And they got far. They got top four, right? I think they lost to EG um, yep. and got top four that year. So it's just like recent changes. And like I said, time slowly with the same players. It's hard to find that same spark and motivation day by day by day. Uh, it's honestly really impressive how long Liquid have stayed together when you consider that this is not the first time they had a bad event. They've had bad events over the last two years once in a while. They've uh, flopped in some events and it's been super stressful because they've played so much so I honestly think it's really impressive that they got the record that they did uh, it's just it's just the timing of this is unfortunate I think people would be way less up in arms over it if it was if they did it two months ago because mm -hmm. you would have much more time to adjust even if they were qualified for TI at the time two months ago it feels more fair to the player that gets kicked to get time to adjust but you know maybe the last event was just the that was the last straw right they got eighth i think in the last event they played which for liquid e even if you're like strong and you're tight everybody's disappointed with that for sure i mm -hmm. think they lost the best of one to who was it was it chaos and got knocked out i think at dream hack or whatever it was maybe i'm remembering this wrong but anyway so uh, in yeah. terms of replacements for matu is there let's let's try two two exercises here number one 
players. I lost a game. Hang on. Let me. I'm, I think I'm mixing two events up. But anyway, it was disappointing last event. Before that, they got second place at a major, I think, which was great. And before I mean, that again, oh man, their results have been consistently pretty good though for the most part. It's oh, yeah, they lost to, so somebody in chat just said RGS just said they lost to Gambit at ESL, which knocked them out. And then in the major before they got second, but then before that they got eighth. I think that's how it was. The Dreamhack okay. one is further back. I'm getting the chronology wrong here, but okay. Go okay. On. Either way, so I want you to choose them any player you can cho- forget about teams mm-hmm. and who's on what roster, who's available, who's not. I want you to pick yeah. them the best player available for that position. Okay. And then I want you to pick a realistic one, somebody that makes sense and is available. Gotcha. Okay. Who who I would need you a take for that? Okay. So there uh, have been rumors, of course, because I think Weha stood in for them, right? Yep. Uh, is Resolution on the team right now? He's been bouncing around left and right. It's hard to keep track. I don't think he's a good fit. Weha or Resolution so. or both? Uh, Resolution is not a good fit for this team, I think. Do you think so? I, I was think, thinking this. First of all, I think like personality wise, he'd be fine. But play wise, mm-hmm. with my experience with him, he he plays a. So that's the thing. I don't know what direction Liquid was trying to go. He definitely cannot play like a Matumba man, right? Sacrificial mm-hmm. type. Hundred percent can't do that because he commands a lot of attention as a carry. But what what reason do you give? I think that with the current how this team wants to play Miracle and how they've played him for the last year, they're playing him as the game winner, right? He's playing the win condition of the game, and. When Rezo plays well and plays his best, he's playing the win condition of the game. And they will both be farm sponges on the map, and there will not be enough activity, I think. That doesn't mean Rezo can't play and make moves, but it's not his, how, how to say, it's not his forte. It's not his best play style. Mm-hmm. I think what you want to do is you want to get a player whose best play style is being that active player. In the current meta, that's just how you play. And the teams have to assume going into TI that we won't have like really drastic changes where suddenly you're playing two farming cores every game or something like that. Um, yeah. So the best possible player they could get, I think, is mid one. Um, mm. But I, that's not happening. Yeah. So beyond that, the best available player they can get, I think, is actually Weeha. Um, Man, that would be amazing. I would love to I see would, Weeha. I would put mid one as my number one, and then it's it's like debatable because I was thinking Thompson could fit in as well because he's like this you know playmaker crazy does all sorts of stuff, but I actually think he's too unstructured for a Kuro team. Mm-hmm. I think Kuro would try to tame him. Uh, OG are way more crazy. In you the don't way think they play Weeha is a little too unstructured? I think he's more structured than Thompson is. Uh, Thompson to me is probably the most crazy mid player in the world right now. That, that mm-hmm. plays at this level. He has crazy picks, crazy builds. Crazy moves. Uh, sometimes it works. Sometimes he looks like a complete idiot. Uh, <laughs> there are some funny highlight videos of that. Um, but, you know, that kind of player just fits into OG. These guys are explosive. The whole team's identity is very, uh, very much more around that playstyle. Whereas Liquid, for me, is more structured and has more of a like very stable framework in how they play. And obviously, that can be both a strength and a weakness, right? Because when you have that structure, it means other teams can identify it. When it comes to OG's chaos and whatnot, um, that you get what I mean, right? Like, and perhaps yeah. that's been Liquid's problem is that they've been this very structured team. I still think they're going to maintain structure, but they want that bit of flair, you know, that less predictability. But they don't want total chaos. So Weha just seems like a good in-between thing. That's a super good playmaker who is very mechanically skilled and plays a variety of playmaking heroes. So Miracle can be the win condition, and at the same time, he's has that little bit of edge that can throw the opponent off and catch them off guard, both in drafting and play. No, I, 
I so. agree for the most part. I think, I mean, Weha's one of my, he's probably my favorite, pl- I don't want to say that, but he's one of my favorite players of all time easily. He's, um, like, with my time with him, he brings some interesting things to the table that I haven't seen from others. So, number mm-hmm. one, I think this is a downside to having him. He's inconsistent. He'll kind of, like, you're talking about Topson, it's kind of, he goes crazy sometimes. Uh, what yeah. was it, Topson? You said he's unstructured. Mm-hmm. I feel like Weha is yeah. maybe not as much so, like you said, but he still has a little bit of that. He'll he'll For throw sure. some games. Like, that's a thing. But at the same time, he'll literally win some games based on those same kind of decisions every day. But yeah. the good thing about Weha is his personality. He will get along with everybody. And I think having a captain like Kuroki would be really good for him because he is somebody yep. that I think I he can mold um, just based on his personality. He's a guy that can, he can be the guy that takes, like he's kind of has a little bit of what Matu had in the fact that you know, when the, when Liquid would lose, a lot of the blame would go to Matu a lot of the times. Probably not deserving so in a lot of the cases, but mm-hmm. Weha is one of those guys who can take it, you know? Uh, for sure. So always been a big fan. So I want to, Quickly talk about a PPD twit longer. Yep. Not going to read the whole thing, but it has something to do with Matu here, which he, Matu actually thumbs this up on Twitter, apparently. So kind of proves that it was not a mutual uh, departure. So this is about protecting players. This is from PPD. Matama Man is the first player of this season to be kicked by his team after qualifying to the expected 25 to $30 million event. When Valve decided to reduce the number of DPC events from last year to 10, five, that the best teams get to play in while not increasing the prize pool or the prize money of said tournament. The significance of the already paramount international became even bigger. I believe that most players slash teams will make more money at TI than they will the rest of the year, which means if you play throughout the year and qualify to TI, you should go to TI kind of echoing what you've already been saying. I'd like to see stricter restrictions or punishments to teams who change rosters after qualifying to events. I believe we, Team Dota, had a similar situation at TI4 when Era was removed from Fnatic. It's a great example, by the way. And Valve stepped in to make sure he got to compete. This was an awful situation for everyone involved, so hopefully we can find a better way to protect individuals in the future. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's kind of what I said, right? It's just, it's hard. What I'm, I'm sure in this Matumba Man situation, we're very much on the same page. But the problem, the problem is how do you make rules, right? If you want to make a rule set that people should follow, and the rule is when you've qualified for TI, you're in TI. If you qualify for TI after three months into the season and your team goes complete shit, should you not be allowed to change your roster at all? Like all five mm-hmm. of the players just have to sit through it, right? If if the internal atmosphere is bad, if people lose faith or whatever, this is like putting it on edge, right? This is like an extreme example. Let's say everybody hates each other, plays bad, doesn't want to play at all. You go to TI, you get 16th, okay? Or 18th, if there's 18 teams. You just get last. Mm-hmm. Uh and everybody could be put in a better situation if they were allowed to make changes. So that's why these ultimate or absolute rules are pretty dangerous to make. Because yes, they protect the players, but at the same time, they don't protect the players. Um, so the the real issue here is I agree with everything Peter is saying. But the question is, how do we implement it so that it is in the own player's interest always? How can you do that? I think that's what's tricky. And yeah. I can't come up with a great rule set right now for this. Like maybe maybe a a simple way to do it is uh, two two months before TI, you cannot change your roster if you're qualified or something. Like Then you make like an arbitrary time that you say, okay, here, this is your guarantee as a player. If you're in the team two months before. But then what's likely to happen is teams that feel like, oh man, we could upgrade our roster like 5% going into TI, they will kick the player two two months and one day before. Right? Mm-hmm. Like Then you're yeah. just 
because let's imagine the situation. Let's imagine there was this two month limitation. I think Liquid might have still kicked him or replaced him with another player. They would just have done it earlier and he would have played one less event with the brand. Because mm-hmm. if they have this feeling that, okay, throughout this year, it hasn't been good enough. Can we find a solution? Maybe. But it, that would still have been better, right? Because he would have had more time to adjust and find an opportunity and maybe even play for another team at the upcoming major, the epicenter one, right? Maybe he could have found his way into a team in that case. So right. that to me is better, but is it ideal? That's, I don't know. Okay. I mean, that's, we won't talk about that any further, but that is, uh, we can talk about that for a long time because yeah. there's no perfect system and everything has pros and cons. And we've kind of seen, I feel like we've seen almost every scenario <laughs> throughout the last well, uh, eight and a half years or whatever it is, right? We've it's had been, a lot of years of Dota, so it's bound to yeah. happen. Okay, so speaking of Dota, the Dota Underlords has kind of been released to Battle Pass owners, and I believe this week they will be releasing it to everybody else. Uh, I don't believe that you have technically played yet because you went straight no. to Star Ladder, right? Have you seen I've not tried people playing yet. or anything like that? Yeah, I saw a little bit at Star Ladder. Some people were playing it a little bit. It looked like auto chess, but with better uh, design decisions on items and better uh, graphics and more smooth movement and more right. interesting options. So, and we, I mean, we talked about this a bit last week. It's been almost a week since it's basically been out. I feel like, um, so we won't spend too long on this. But I, just I guess to wrap it all into one, the UI and everything that Valve has implemented is just infinitely better and was kind of mm-hmm. expected, right? Uh, versus yeah. Auto Chess because there's just all those restrictions within the mod uh, that mm-hmm. Drodo couldn't really do anything about. But um, there was one thing that we initially did not like, and that was the black border on Mm -hmm. the heroes, which kind of, with people calling it cell shading, is it even technically called that? I don't even know. I don't know. Um, So I was berated on What the Duck, Cinder. I know you missed this because you don't watch any of of the uh, Moonduck shows, but despite being in Moonduck, by the way, but I was berated like none other for not liking it. It's just like a visual thing. That, and at first mm-hmm. I was like, you know, after a few games, I got used to it, actually. Like, it didn't bother me as, as much. I obviously prefer not to have it. But everybody's like, oh, you're such an idiot. You're so dumb. Nobody else feels this way. Turns out Valve got a lot of complaints. And okay. within literally one day of it being released, they changed the UI to make it PC friendly because it was a mobile UI to start. Yeah. It was very big and they got rid of the cell shading, the border. Oh. Completely. There you go. But the funny thing is because they came out with it initially, there are some people that prefer the cartoony look. So they will be Uh, releasing a toggle later (laughs) soon. That's fine. Perfect. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. I agree. Um... Also, I thought of this idea, and it turns out it's not such a novel idea. A lot of people, other people have thought about it as well. So you know how auto chess works where there's eight boards, and mm-hmm. technically you're not playing another person. You're playing a copy of their board, right? Yeah. So the thing that I thought would be cool is, especially in this is the one negative people are talking about with Underlords, is it feels like you're isolated on your board. Because in auto mm-hmm. chess, there's like this big map you can roam around, in auto chess, you can look at other people's boards, but it's not as intuitive, I feel like. So it's more difficult yeah. to look at like combinations and whatnot. And of course, when it's like in a 1v1 situation, why not have both players play on the same board? Yeah. So like 
six people get eliminated and then suddenly da 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 1v1 and you're on the same board so you know how much damage somebody is doing to you and vice versa right yeah it's not two different scenarios apparently they're doing this already it's going to be coming out soon which is awesome, awesome. so i'm really excited about that that's good What's, uh, uh, but, uh, what's Underlords Academy? You wrote this down. Yes, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, I'll just okay. finish you, this so with you do, the... You just do things in random order when you write bullet points down. Okay, well, gotcha. Sindarin, why do you need to why do you need to ruin an entire segment uh, with your blabbering? Huh? Sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry the one thing that people were unsure of... Why, was why the, do you do them in different order, though? The patch, I just like to switch things up. I like to keep you on your toes. <laughs> I like you to interrupt me repeatedly in the oh. same segment. If Please that's what you it. like, I mean, I could do it. I could do that for you. Uh, oh, this you'll find this funny, though. Mm, what do so, you think, though? Okay. <laughs> you'll find this funny. Since you haven't played, you don't know this, but uh, Drow Ranger was OP. Okay. Okay. Super OP. So now that makes three games. She was super OP recently in Dota 2. Artifact, mm. she was OP for literally a year until they balanced it after like it had been out for so long. Yeah. And Underlords. She's up. Somebody is obsessed with this hero. Is Toby? Maybe. On yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Maybe unbelievable. Toby. Toby is a higher up at Valve. Who knows? Yeah. I. Somebody. I mean, Toby's also at all the big Dota events, so you got to think. Mm. Right? And mm. some inside knowledge there for sure. Yeah. But they patched it recently. They've been doing a lot of updates like every day because I feel like they, which we'll talk about in the next segment, because of other announcements. Maybe they are rushing it out the door, but it didn't really feel. Rush, it's very uh, polished for a beta. So I'm pretty, mm -hmm. I'm really happy with what they've done. But like you so rudely alluded to earlier, uh, we're doing a YouTube channel, which we haven't officially announced yet. This is, we're kind of just slow playing it. It's called Underlords Academy. So if you guys have absolutely no idea how to play auto chess or anything like that, if you search for Underlords Academy on YouTube, you can find a basic tutorial that we made. Uh, it's, it's me, Neil, Zeno, who you know, I believe. It's mm -hmm. just a, a friend from back in the Han days, and Swim. So the four of us will yeah, be doing you, content for that channel. Are you planning on getting any good players too? or uh, No. All okay. trash. Uh, we could add you Swim's... to that list as well, actually. Five trash players. <laughs> That'd be great. Okay. Uh, Swim, is, Swim is a <laughs> competitive... He's played competitive Gwent, right? And Artifact. And now auto and he, he okay. actually won a couple Perfect. auto chess tournaments. So Oh he did. Okay. Yeah. He's a pro player in Underlords now, Cinderin. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So one good player. Thank you. Uh moving on, and I believe you've seen a little bit of this. Team Fight Tactics was announced. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. A few maybe it was last week or something like that. So League of Legends, aka Riot Games are coming out with their own version of auto chess called Team Fight Tactics, also known as TFT. They had eight streamers visit them, I want to say a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> and they played it for the entire day. They talked about how much fun it was and how they literally would not take bathroom breaks, which I'm like, what the, okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, well, that's definitely something you could relate to, though. That That's the opposite. I have to go to the bathroom all the time. It's actually Oh, yeah, but you could relate to talking end. about stuff like that on air. Oh, yes, that's true. So... I'll let you go first based on what you think of, based on what you've seen so far, because now more information has been coming out uh, in terms of video and gameplay. And I believe today, if I'm not mistaken, it is actually just coming out 
to some respect. I don't okay. know if it's like an open beta or whatever, but uh, yeah. Do you what do you think about this game? I, mean, I can tell you my first impressions, right? So yes. I've watched very little of both this and Underlords, and I haven't played either. But basically, what it looks like is kind of a comparison when you think about how dota and how league compare and what they look like and how they work it really is league's version of dota auto chess the way it looks to me like the design of it the um, like just the the feel when you look at the game the more like cartoony design and and whatnot um and I, I don't know, like I have no idea about balance and combos and, and all this stuff if they've done it similar to what has been done in auto chess. Um, so like I'm really not the best person to talk to, but for me it just looks like it looks like League of Legends is auto chess, and that probably means that it's worse than Dota's auto chess, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> strong uh, words, Cinderin. But very strong what, words. what should be said here, relatively, okay, from a competitive perspective and how interesting it is, relatively, this game might be better relative to how good League is compared to Dota. So I might like this game more, but I probably won't like it more than Underlords, right? But it might still be a better game overall. Right. So um, apparently they're not doing mobile. So there's a couple of things we need to talk about. They're not doing mobile. At least it's they said it's not planned yet, whatever that means. And number two, you have to download the league client to play it, as mm-hmm. opposed to auto or auto oh. as opposed to Underlords, which is it's separate so game. You got to have that Adobe Air. Mm. Do you have to have Adobe Air to play League? No, the, the client. I, I don't know how it works now. Okay, I, a lot of what I'm going to say about League is going to be horribly outdated. But their client ran on Adobe Air for five years. Mm. So, Interesting. Yeah. I think they revamped everything at some point, but so I'm gonna do my best not to go on a rant here, but that usually means I'm going on a rant. So okay. first, it was announced. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, and actually, I was kind of worried for Valve because more people play League of Legends than Dota. That's in terms of money making. Well, I shouldn't say that. Who knows how much if you add up all the millions that Valve has made through the Battle Pass. But overall, League is a more popular game than Dota. It always has been. And I remember my first impression of League was not good. And nine years Mm -hmm. later, it's still not good. And I, for the life of me, I can't understand why it is popular. But that's a whole other story. So, and I feel like an ignorant human being, but it's just, you know, some people mm-hmm. just don't like that kind of stuff. I mean, if you want if you want to have, again, it's outdated for me, right? But I can give you yes. my perspective of what I thought was good about the game in the past and what got worse and how it, like, rates relative to Dota. Sure. Um, I don't know. Do you want to do that now? Okay. No, go ahead. Well, uh, so okay, if you want me to, I can uh-huh. end with the rant after you're done then. Okay. Good. I haven't played League for, I think, five years. Uh, maybe even more. I don't remember the exact time I played the last, but it's very long ago. Um, but I did play it early on when it came out uh, in the start, and I actually thought the game was really enjoyable. I was playing it with my friends. We were leveling up together. They had like this. They have a different design philosophy about progress, where you know, in, in Dota, the, the design has always been you have access to everything, and League's design was you have access to very little, and you're leveling up, and you're earning things, and therefore your characters get better, and you get access to new characters. Whether you're a fan of that or not, uh, we could just take that out of the equation and just say, let's imagine you have everything uh, and just look at the gameplay. Um, okay. In season one, when the game was out, it might have been in part because players were worse, but it felt like when I was playing, the hero designs were very unique and very fun, a lot of them. And then over time, as the game progressed in time, 
they had this they were it, it felt like they were releasing heroes to release heroes okay to make profits and not because they necessarily the designs fit into the game or were any interesting the designs mm. became more and more flat there was this meme at one point that every new character in league of legends needed to have a passive that procced after four attacks it needed to have a dash and you know like and it was almost true that's the funny part like the meme had a, a root in reality right um so a lot of their designs were just not very creative or interesting but the original ones were it was actually really fun a lot of the heroes were really fun to play uh honestly some a couple of the original league of legends roster heroes would have been amazing in dota um mm. but obviously never get them. same right. with han for uh, sure yeah so they definitely did some things right like everybody loves to hate on the game because you know i i love to make this analogy it's like when you're a high schooler and you're a guy you can't like justin bieber right because you just can't if you like justin bieber everybody thinks you're a doofus for even if you know a like doofus. whatever <laughs> uh so that's just something you can't do which is you know fucking stupid right but uh yeah over time the designs got flatter and they're balancing i think this is a for me the root of the problem with the game their balancing philosophy is basically the direct opposite of dota and that's where i think that the the games just really split paths is mm. dota's balancing is hero is too strong what we're generally going to do is we're going to keep its strong identity but we're going to nerf other aspects of it so it can be strong in a given game right there's there's not a single hero in dota that is never good right there will be conditions where this is the best pick and you'll be like this hero is generally not very good which is absolutely the case but there will be games where it's the best pick in league the way they balance is if hero is is too strong they will nerf the aspects that are too strong and they will buff the um the similar ones for other heroes so you get this like streamlined design where in the end you have 10 heroes that do fairly similar stuff but some of them are just five or ten percent better at it than the others mm. and then like all of this like diversity and interesting thing in strategy where you're like yeah this hero is generally not that good but wow it's great here it just doesn't really happen in league because the heroes are just better or worse than each other and then it cycles then they balance again and then suddenly another hero is good and the first one is weaker and then you have a meta where this hero is good and then two months later it's trash um it's just very it's like a cyclical development that doesn't provide the players with a lot of creativity that's one thing the other thing from a competitive standpoint is more or less forced roles. In Dota, we have the flexibility that you can move lanes around. You can try lane. You can start in the jungle with a hero if you think it's good, or at least semi, <laughs> like what Enigma does. In League, you have to have a jungler, you have to have a support, and you have to have these three cores that play the lanes. That's just, you can't play without it. You can't play without a jungler. You're just going to lose on economy. So again, you're hampering the creativity of the players. And then the final and probably biggest problem I have with this game, like you can have defined roles and you can have heroes that are weaker. That, that is fine. The game inherently makes it really hard to get kills. And that is not enjoyable to watch. It's one thing if you're a pro player and you play the game at a really high level and you can enjoy like the small things. But it's like the best exp explanation I can give is let's say you watch soccer or football if you're European, right? You watch football and you're not really into football. And you go to the stadium and you watch this game for 90 minutes and nobody scored a goal. It could objectively be a really good game where both teams played super well. But if you're a casual fan who doesn't really appreciate good football, you're just going to be like, score a fucking goal. You know, like you want That's something me. to happen. That That's me. And in League, if you're a casual viewer, there's nothing happening. For so much time, there's nothing happening. 
And in Dota, you can have tons of kills that are largely inconsequential, but it feels like something's happening in the game. Yeah. You're encouraging, you're making it easy for people to kill each other. You're implementing items like Smoke of Deceit. In League of Legends, it's extremely easy to protect your side of the map, and kills are so, so massively important that people go out of their way to survive and play defensively. Cinderin. And play this, like... Yeah, okay, that was a rant. There Let me... That was my first rant. That is a great rant, by we the way. It. So you're saying, though, you you're, the it. sum of what you're saying is basketball mm -hmm. is better than soccer. Is that correct? Uh, that aspect of it, absolutely. I'm, I personally don't like watching football very much. I prefer watching American oh. football, which wow. is something a I lot of that, Europeans are yeah. going to be very much in disagreement <laughs> with. But I actually... Cinder is so, not European after all. So, <laughs> on average, American football games have more points scored and more progress... Uh, and that, that doesn't mean, I, I can appreciate a, a football game that's super exciting, but a lot of the games that end like 1-0 or 0-0, I just don't feel as interested in it. Uh, I think my least favorite sport of all time to watch is probably motorsports. Like, NASCAR is fucking boring. Okay? It's horrible. You're driving in circles bad. for five but hours But I get to drink beer and watch them for yeah. hours. Uh, it's, I, I don't find that enjoyable. My favorite sports to watch, sports that I really like watching, are tennis, badminton, uh, badminton handball. Really? Yeah, badminton and handball are really big sports in Denmark, so that's probably a part of it. You know, I grew okay. up playing these sports, but there's a lot of dynamic. There's something happening. Handball, to me, is a great sport because there's a lot of goals, there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of movement and action all the time, right? Uh, that, to me, is really fun to watch. Uh, I... Sindarin, you, I could, I <laughs> bet you, I could I get golf you... more enjoyable to watch than football. Actually. Golf's pretty bad. Golf's pretty bad. <laughs> but there's progress, right? See, the difference, get, the good thing about slowly, golf is it's like ASMR. It's very relaxing. Like, and he gets the testicle into the hole. Very good. You indeed. watch a different kind of golf than I do. Yes, I that's think, true. That's yeah. on a different channel. Porn golf. Anyway, um, yeah. I was going to say, oh, I, volleyball. I think... Somebody in chat wrote volleyball. Volleyball is Dude. fun to watch too. Both I can get you. Really you need to watch. move here. I, I will get you into basketball. I yeah, based ba on I what you're saying, yeah. you will like basketball. I promise. You. I really think I will like it. The reason I'm not much into it is that it's not a big sport in Europe. At yes. least not where I'm from. Correct. Like it's just not a big deal. Uh, so yeah. I think Denmark's basketball is handball, basically. So I, I could totally see myself enjoying basketball if I was into it. It's just we're not exposed that much to it. So All right, Cinder. It. I'm gonna make you a Suns fan. Okay. One day. Okay, getting back to the actual topic. That was a great rant, by the way. That's going to be Thank the episode. You. That's going to be the name of the episode. Sendering goes on a rant about League of Legends. That's great clickbait right there. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like I can't even Most follow. Most I can't even follow that rant up. So I'm just going to give my opinions, and this won't be a rant uh, about TFT. Okay. I'm sure they have some interesting concepts. Uh, some of it sounds. It does sound interesting. I'm sure they're going to have some cool stuff that we wish will be in Underlords and vice versa. There's something about a game that just the art style turns you off so much that I just can't physically play it. I will literally never mm -hmm. try. Like the screenshot that I saw originally was like, eh, it doesn't look that great, but I'll, I'll see what happens. I saw the video today. My fucking God, that game looks so goddamn bad based I on mean, just art. I mean, it's basically art. League's graphics, right? Yes. It's League's I, graphics. So. I cannot Man, tell I need, you how on. much I, I despise really the art to style. I window. It's getting way too hot in my room. All right, I'm going to rant to myself as you open your window. The art style, and again, it's subjective. I understand that. This is not like I'm saying people are dumb for like for liking it. I'm saying for my personal opinion, that art style is so god-awful that I just physically cannot bring myself to open it on my computer. It's an insult 
to this great monitor and my great computer to open a game like that. That's all I'm going to say. So moving on and finishing Dude, up imagine on Imagine opening a game and your monitor says not compatible. Fuck you for opening this, you <laughs> idiot. I'm a virus by the way. All right, so my the last thing My settings are too high. Uh Drodo we t we said we were going to talk about E3, but I feel like nothing really interesting happened other than Keanu Reeves, so uh, we're um, just not going to unless you want to. There were a couple of and I, oh wait, we actually did cover, right, we covered it last time. I don't know what happened since then. I mean, I asked my chat, nobody cared, so we're just going to move on. So the last thing, okay. which happened at E3, I believe, Drodo's Auto Chess, the one that's on mobile, will be coming to the Epic Store soon, apparently. So mm -hmm. I I could be wrong. I feel like it's <laughs> Underlords, TFT, those are one and two. You can flip-flop however you want. Third yeah. place will always be this Auto Chess, I feel like. Do you think, okay, is this the new MOBA genre where every, like now the other companies are going to see, oh, this is hitting right now, so we're all going to make it, it's and then big. we're going to have like seven that are just forgotten about in half. You mean like Battle Royale version two? Yeah, the, the new Battle Royale or MOBAs, right? Yeah. I mean, this is kind of a Battle Royale if you think about it. Smaller scale and uh, less skill, True. <laughs> I guess. Less, less <laughs> mechanical skill, at least. Um, they can, no, what if they added an element to auto chess where there were like bonus rounds where you needed to play your heroes and like first person and you needed to fight the enemies and use your skills wow that's great thank you you know and I they would have guns and skill shot and dash can I tell you an idea I had this yeah. is not related to anything other than the battle royale concept I had an idea that apparently is also not unique. Every idea I have is not. And I was actually thinking about getting into this somehow, but I just, it's so far and away. Like the number one thing when you're a kid that you want to do is create a video game. But it's also probably the most difficult thing you will ever do. So I probably will not do it. But have you ever played a game called Twisted Metal? No. I'm going to look it up right now. Metal, it, metal or metal? Metal. Met metal okay so it's this car it's not a racing game but it's you get characters that are cars different types of like some are vans some are whatever <laughs> and you blow things up <clears throat> with weapons so it's driving okay, around so let me just interrupt you here i googled it and the first thing i see is a picture of the the box or whatever like the the, the box of twisted metal 2 for the playstation and it's literally a muscular guy standing between two big wheels on the side of a car yeah, I remember that. Driving photo. forward and throwing rockets from his shoulder. <clears throat> yeah, that's and then that's the, the Eiffel Tower in the background. Yes, <laughs> the this is the first. Is so this? you know how you know how GTA right now. If you go and I think they have, I forget what levels they have. I haven't played in a long time, but it's like looks exactly like a city, like literally the same roads and all that. This was the first, even though they by today's standards is complete shit. Twisted Metal is one of the first games that had location uh maps like that and like holy it was like mind-blowing but this was my uh -huh. probably my favorite game of consoles other than mike tyson's punch out but you have cars you blow each other up with weapons you get power-ups i want mm -hmm. that as a battle royale like okay yeah. battle royale where you get to equip weapons and you it's basically apex but with these fucking cars like that sounds like the coolest game ever which it's like something like rocket Darby, league right yeah, something like that. Rocket League, I feel like could actually just make a mod based on that idea, Dude, and it would you be just reminded here. me of like my one of my favorite things on TV of all time when I was a kid. They had this thing. I think it was on the Discovery Channel. I think it was called Robot Wars. That was they, so bad. What are you talking? Well, 
Oh, maybe the version you got, our version was fucking amazing. Okay? Was it? My version I mean, was like maybe little it was tiny the same robots. And you oh, were just, I'm cutting you. Oh. Maybe you were just older than me and I thought it was amazing. But it was actually, for me, really fun to watch. And that kind of thing, you could t- easily turn into a game, right? Like everybody plays this kind of, it's the same logic, right? You're playing a car that has a way of doing combat. And then it's about being the last one standing in an arena that has like traps all around and maybe power-ups or whatever. I think that's that sounds like fun. So people are trying to compare Oh, yeah, Junkyard. Metal. Somebody in chat just wrote Junkyard. That was also good. Wasn't people that the one where compare, they... Uh... Was that the one where there was like you had access to a junkyard and you would have to build a machine that performed a certain action? Like it's about throwing this thing as far as possible with the stuff from the junkyard. Is that the one? That was also really good. If that was the one. You can't compare Twisted Metal to Mario Kart, okay? It's not even close. Mario Kart, you're racing, first and foremost. Even in battle mode, it's it's very PC. I want people's heads falling off. I want people exploding. I want people to be circumcised in a game that you're playing. That's what I want to see. Anyway, How about we just turn that into a quote for a newspaper and you just cut out the in the game? And then it's just Suns fan. I want people to have their heads ripped off, explode, and get circumcised. That's a great tag. That I, would be... How about that as the headline for this episode? The episode in which <laughs> Sunman wants people's heads off yes. and getting them circumcised. No, that's not happening. All right, yeah. let's, get, let's get to community questions slash topics and random ass things. Uh, last week, we brought up the fact um, that well, you brought up the horse origin story. Where the hell did the horse come from? And I said it's not interesting. And people, if they want to hear it, they can send the question. People sent the questions. So several people, in fact. Uh-huh. So I guess I'll tell it real quick. I don't think it's interesting at all. So okay, my brother and I have my brother more so. We have Tourette's. Do you know what that is? Yeah. We have very mild. I have an extremely mild. Maybe case you should. Of maybe you should explain it anyway. All right. So Tourette's. I mean, when people think of Tourette syndrome, it's like South Park episodes where you're screaming stuff like bah, 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 saying really racist things, right? It's not always the yeah. case. In fact, that's more of the extreme levels. So mostly it's like twitches. You get just random twitches and you feel like it's not like a it's more of a mental thing than it is physical. You feel like you have to do them or else you can't function. Okay. Mine's very mild. My brother's a little less mild. He likes screaming stuff, but and Nikki, my girlfriend, would say that I do the same thing, but she's lying. Uh, anyway, okay. my brother as a kid was watching an episode, uh, a movie called uh, The History of the World. I think it's a comedy. Okay, And back then, mm. they would censor a lot of things on TV, like the word shit you couldn't say. Now you can, for example. So yeah. in this movie, instead of censoring, they would dub it. Okay, And in the movie, the guy apparently says something like, you miserable piece of shit like that okay but in the movie with the dubbed version this is how it sounded you miserable piece of horse something like that and my brother found it hysterically funny to the point where he would just start saying it over and over again so that's literally the story of we just like saying the word horse we don't like horses necessarily you've never told me this yeah i didn't know this if you want to hear a follow-up story i thought i was a cool kid in high school I was very introverted, okay? I didn't like talking to people. I only had a couple friends. We went to the mall one day, and I thought it would be not cool, but I feel like it would get me out of my shell, like prove that I'm not a loser if I just scream horse really loud, okay? So we go into the parking <laughs> We go into the parking wow. lot. Wow. 
That's that's a very interesting I, thought process you have there. I, I'm an idiot in high school. What can I say? We go to the parking lot of this mall, and we see a group of girls at the end of the parking lot. And I look towards them, and I, for some reason, feel the need to scream, HORSE! They look at me, and they start and cussing us out. <laughs> yes, if you guys need to get a girl, that's how you do it. So I scream horse at them, and they look at me, and they're all offended. And they start screaming at me like, holy shit. All right, so I get to my car, and I start driving away. And my friend, he's like, you know what it probably is? They probably thought you called them whores. Like, uh. oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, that... <laughs> That would make a lot more sense, I suppose. Mm. Dude, I didn't even think about that. I guess My I won't say God. that anymore, huh? So I reserve then, that for uh, basketball games when nobody can actually hear what you're saying. Just but screaming. then you were cool, though. <laughs> you were like, holy shit, man. Dude, girls he looked at yelled. me. Unbelievable. Like, what the fuck, man? This guy has no chill. He just yes. called a random bunch of girls in the street just yelled whores at them. <laughs> yes, I'm. what a god. I totally is. want to hang out with this guy. <laughs> Oh, God, I would be cringing myself to death. That's one of those things you think back on 10 years later, and you're still cringed. <laughs> I don't cringe. I have no shame with that story. I thought I th still think it's Oh, funny. man. Okay, so a couple more things. Uh, this is from Chuanito, and slight edit by the great Sajidine. If you were omnipotent for a day, what would you do? And it can't be like, it needs to be selfish. What would you do for okay. you or somebody that you're like... Don't say peace on earth. No bullshit okay. like that. What would so you do? So omnipotent means you could do literally anything. Yes. Right? Okay. Wait, what's the word for when you see everything? Omnipotent. Omniscience. No. Um, omniscient. Omnipresent. Right. Yeah, yeah, omniscient. Omnipresent. As someone that knows everything. Yeah. Omniscient is okay. knowing everything. Omnipotent uh, is whatever the other one is. It has to be selfish. Yes. I would learn to swim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd be the world's greatest swimmer. Uh, dude, I that's such a hard I really don't. You have to go first on this. I need to think. Mine is really stupid. I couldn't think of anything either. Because no, my normal answer would be I would just want money. Just give me a shit ton of money. Like that's yeah, but a if selfish you have all, thing. Yeah, I mean, it's boring. I mean, give man. me literally $50 billion. Cool. Give me... Oh, okay. Okay, I thought of one. That was the biggest American number you could come up with. I would own the Phoenix Suns. Okay. That would actually... I didn't think of that before. That would 100%. That's the that's thing good. I'm probably most passionate about. And that now makes I me rich as well. That's great. I would own them. I would, would own amazing. you. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Huh? There you go. How does that work exactly? How do you own a person? Am I your now, slave? By extension, I also know... I'm... <laughs> Oh, I see. Does that mean you own my girlfriend as well, Sindrin? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of thresholds here you don't want to cross, buddy. Oh, man. What, what do I want to do? If I had something more realistic, if I had to bring it down a notch, I would be sponsored by Pepto-Bismol and Totino's Pizza Rolls. <laughs> Not only are they both delicious and I consume them at all times, they work together. Dude, we need, we need Totino's to sponsor Totino's, the podcast. You get diarrhea... You get Pepto Bismol, you get constipated, right, now they, now they and then you have Totino's again. You just ruin it. It's an endless cycle of greatness. I love it. Dude, I, love I want a sponsor on this podcast that is somehow food or drink related that we have both in Denmark and the U.S. That is that yeah. would be fucking great for this. That's good that luck. would be great for this podcast, man. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. Uh, I'm I'm trying. I'm still trying to think of what I would do. You if are I was failing so and, bad. And the next thing I see on the list is fucking testicle story, and I just can't <laughs> think of anything. 
Don't spoil it. When we're done with this question, it's time. (laughs) You guys should see these sheets, man. Like the 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 episode sheets that we have. Just pick, even if it's stupid. Just say something. Just you need to answer. Well, I know, but I can't. I can't even think of anything that's good. That's what I mean. Like, what do you mean? It doesn't need to be. I'm not expecting anything good out of you. Just say anything. Okay, I would you own win you. Then. Ti, I would How own about you. That? I mean, yeah, but isn't that a boring answer? Yes, but that's fine. You can be boring. But at the same time, would it feel satisfying to win if no. you know your omnipotence? You can do whatever you want. So the victory in itself isn't even glorious Correct. or great, right? Yeah. So I don't even know how good that would feel. It's like using cheats in a video game and being like, "Yeah, I beat it in two minutes," and then mm-hmm. you're like, "Yeah, well, but I didn't even play it, right?" That's true. You can say that so, for a lot of things. Me owning the Suns, yeah. it's never going to happen. I cheated my way. I'd enjoy it, though. So I don't know. For some reason, that answer just feels way better to me than mine. <laughs> Is there anything you're more passionate... What's the next passion in your life other than gaming? Let's get out of the gaming realm. I love food. Okay. So would you want to be obese? restaurants. So you could eat more food. <laughs> <laughs> If I were omnipotent, I would be obese. <laughs> Dude, what? <laughs> Actually, that's probably a better answer for me. You can choose anything <laughs> you want. I want to be fat. Maybe I should have picked I could eat and never gain weight. That would be nice. Hmm. Oh, that would actually be nice, man. That would be For really you? Nice. I mean, for, screw you. That would be nice. And just having ac- nonstop access to high quality and a big variety of food that gets cooked for me. That would be awesome. Okay, so you wouldn't want to be like uh, immortal Have a god-tier, per- a god-tier personal chef. Okay. That would be nice. You know, being immortal is up there. That's You have to be able to kill yourself, though. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to live long enough that I don't want to live anymore and I can't do anything about it because I'm immortal, you know? How, how about being unable to die from obesity so you can see how big you can get before you die so you can only die of old age but you can eat as much as you want and then you can wow. see if you can somehow maybe you could grow bigger than a continent before you die <laughs> all right that's my new number one guys easy peasy all right so we'll finish this off with as you said the testicle story it's less of a story and more of uh i brought this up to my chat earlier and they seem to enjoy it so I already know what you're going to say, Cinderin, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who is weirder? That's the first question. Okay? Okay. I'm going to tell you this story, and you tell me who's weirder. Okay. Have you ever seen a movie, which I doubt you have, called Waiting? No. Okay. It's a Ryan Reynolds movie. Okay. You know who Ryan Reynolds is? I think so. Let me look and it it's about... Uh, it's about like a restaurant and the employees within the restaurant yeah. and how they treat people... Uh, there's like this running mm-hmm. joke that they do, and this is something that I like to do, <clears throat> where I will go up to my girlfriend and just yeah. start having a conversation. She'll look down and see my nutsack. Okay. So what I do is I twist my testicles in a way, because I wear pajama pants, it's pretty easy, and I basically overlap them on top of my like waistline. So you can't see the penis or anything, it's just the testicles. And I'm just standing there and my testicles are showing. Okay. That's what I do. That's the first okay. weird thing. I know they're both weird. People do this, by the way. Wait, what Second was the thing, other weird thing? <laughs> I'm getting to it. Oh, my okay. girlfriend Nikki's reaction to this, this is not an exaggeration. 
She will be on the verge of vomiting. She will literally start, start gagging at the sight of my testicles, which I, the first time I did this, I was actually offended that she was gagging at the sight of my balls. Yeah. So which one, <laughs> which one is weirder? The fact that she gags at the sight of my testicles or the fact that I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Does she gag every time? I mean, maybe every it's like a, single time. Yes. Okay. Maybe this is like, uh, you know, this is like, um, it's a survival instinct. You know, she, it's like a warning. She, you see somebody who's doing something really questionable to themselves, and, and that could affect their ability to reproduce. And mm -hmm. your immediate reaction is to vomit, <laughs> so they get distracted and do something else. Okay. Uh, Answer the question, Cinder. Like, is she actually about to vomit from that? Yes, that's, I'm. That's I'm pretty, telling that you, that is pretty. I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty fucking weird. I know. You're I, also that's pretty what I'm fucking weird, though. I understand that I'm weird. I just think that that is actually weirder that she almost vomits at the sight of my balls. Okay, can I add? Can I add a third point? If you, if you, I must. think the weirdest thing out of all of this is that you talk about it in public. I think that is the winner. I'm, no, okay, we're not. It's not one of you two. It's the fact that you talk about it in public. That no, gets first place. This, how could that, this is a funny story. And I have no shame. I have nothing to hide with people. You know, I'm very transparent. That's what people like. I, I mean, clearly, yes. You have nothing to hide. Right. That is, Forget about we have established that. That third thing. Of the two, which one do you find weirder? It's not like I'm doing this in public. This is the privacy of my own home. Trying to make somebody laugh. <laughs> not anymore. I'm not, you don't, do you see my testicles on the screen? Audio people, spoiler, I'm not showing my testicles. Dude, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm sure if I visit you, you're going to do this to me. No, I don't. I've never done it to any other person other than Nikki because she deserves it because the vomiting. She, I do it like every what? other day now. <laughs> because of her reaction, it makes me want to do it more. Does that make sense to you on some level? I mean, I feel like that's pretty. That's pretty harsh, man. If she if she feels sick from it, it's like you your girlfriend just gets seasick easily, and you're like, "We're going on a boat again today." <laughs> she does get carsick very day. easily, actually. So I don't know how that relates to my balls, but you know. oh, maybe, maybe she loses like it's because they're moving, so she loses track of. <laughs> Cinderin, you're. I feel like you're. Okay, do you're I? Not, I'm stalling. Yeah, you're. So one out of ten of weirdness. For each. I, I mean, they're both 10. You have to pick one. You have to pick one, Cinderin. Dude, how, how am I supposed to pick between that? I, I, okay, hers, hers We're not is ending weirder. This up. Oh, yes. It's weirder, it's weirder that she's about to... Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. The reason it's weirder is not because that, that was her reaction. It's because she reacts that way every time. If it was just a one-time thing, you did it the first time and she was like what? getting sick from it, I'd be like, okay, that's, you know... But if, it, if she literally cannot get used to it and you can do this consistently and she is about to throw up every time, okay, that's hold really on. weird. Hold on. We've never done this Are you going to go test it now? Would you like or? to tell the story that you think is true? Describe it. Oh, well, she says she doesn't want to describe. I've described enough. What a surprise. Come over here and just tell. It, it'll be 20 seconds of your life and then we can end this episode. Okay, I clarified. No, 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 no. You're going to come talk I'm into the microphone. You don't want to be... Okay, so I'm going to relay this message. Go ahead. I mean, I can kind of hear you, right? 
Can can you hear her, Cinderin? Maybe the podcast yeah, a bit. people might not. Get closer. Oh my god. Speak louder. Please hurry. I'm just gonna stand on the other side. You suck. Boy. Alright, she's gonna talk into the mic on the other side of the desk. Oh, she walked through the shot. Oh no. Right, so <laughs> Don't mess with me. No. So I don't get grossed out because he's showing me his ball. He doesn't go into oh. detail with how he pulls it out, which is why you need to kind of watch the show or the movie. Because he squeezes it out of his, like, the hole in his pajamas. <laughs> and then, what was it, the term that they use in the movies? Like, it's not turtling or whatever, but it's like, it looks like a weird, like, brain thing <laughs> coming out of his pajamas. <laughs> Okay, thank you. I mean, it looks really weird. All right, so her excuse is that it looks weird because there's no penis showing. It's just we're still a brain. we're still looking for sponsors for the podcast. By the way, if you want to get on board, um, just let us know. We we think we could promote your products really well. Um, People will plenty of sponsors will be lining up after this episode. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, so does that change your opinion before we wrap this up? No, it's it's the same thing. I I, got, I kind of interpreted it that way from the start. That yes, that's it was, what I thought. It was not the sight of your testicles that got her sick. It was the thing you did with them. That's yes. but the fact that she gets a vomiting reflex every time is really weird. You think you'd think at some point you'd just get over it, you know, and be like, okay, he's doing that shit again. <laughs> it's just every time but it no, never gets it's old. It's like apparently. a reflex. Yeah, it's it sounds like it's a reflex. It's really fascinating. Actually. I would highly really recommend weird. for people out there and for you, Cinderin, to watch the movie Waiting. And then okay. try it on your significant others as well and get back to me, okay? My significant others. Well, I meant that for everybody. But yeah, if you have more than okay. one person that is a significant yeah, okay. other, then by all means. Okay. This is, uh, this is Denmark, okay? So that'll do it for this we episode one, of... We have one here. We say things... I don't know what that means, Cinderin. What is that supposed to mean? That there are other countries where you can have more than one girlfriend at a time, and it's more oh. standard. Yes, that's true. In Especially Denmark, in esports. I mean, you also can. I mean, you can have if there are relationships like that, but it's not so common in Denmark, as far as I'm aware. Okay. All right, so that does it for this episode of We Say Things. <clears throat> Thank you for watching. Remember, next week we'll be at a different time, 12 p.m., a.k.a. noon, PDT, and 21 CEST live. On, on the 25th. Correct. Thank you Unless for joining us, everybody. It's been a real pleasure. Let us know about your stories, okay? We would love to share that with the world. Until next time, Suns fan and Cinderin, signing out. Goodbye. Bye-bye.